What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Straight to Am podcast. My name is Alex, and this is our second episode, recorded back in January 2018. Follow us on social media and on our website, straighttoamp.com. What's good, everyone? Welcome, welcome. This is Alex Henry, and thank you for listening to Straight to Amp. We've got a terrific show for you. This is, in fact, our second episode, so we have a big year ahead of us to really make this podcast shine and bring Winnipeg and Manitoba's greater music scene to you. With me in the room here is Derek D.C. Campbell. Yo. Yo, what's going on? I know it's cold. Sunday. It is bloody cold. I haven't actually stepped outside yet today, but not really regretting it at this point. I looked outside, I saw a foot and a half of snow on my car that wasn't there yesterday. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I just said sweats, yeah, slippers. Like, what, we went to two shows Friday night, Saturday, leave both shows, and just like, oh God, this is cold. Why did we come out tonight? But it was totally worth it. That's your traditional Manitoba experience, your Winnipeg experiences. Yeah. You're inside, you're sweating, and then you get outside, and it's just at barren Iceland out there. Yeah. Last but not least, also in the room with us is Robert Robert Crawford. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, Robert? I'm not too shabby. Roberto, as I unlike you, I did have to go outside today and it was pretty cold. So on this list, on our agenda today, what are we gonna talk about DC? We got venues, plans for twenty eighteen. Yeah, what to see, what where have we been? What's what's good in Winnipeg? You know, like, and I think, uh, you know, this weekend we got to see a couple places that we've already been to, but I guess we want to start to uh, build up a list of, you know, where to go, what do we need to see, who's got the best venue in the city to see a live show, especially for local music, and so we're going to get out there and see what's out there, but we also want some feedback too, feedback from anybody who's listening and our friends too who are in the music scene that's saying, hey, have you guys been to this place, this place, they got really good live music, like, for example, my girlfriend told me about this new uh, um, brewery on on Route 90 on Keniston by IKEA. It's beer and barbecue, but they have live music on Fridays. What was the name of it again? I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Trans Canada Brewing. Trans Canada Brewing. Tran- oh yes. Thank you, Rob, for the big save there. I was going to pull my phone and text here, but yeah. So like, lots of. Little, little place like this keep popping up and it's uh definitely want to be able to see them all this year yeah so i'm i'm on the same page because at the i think it was last week i started sitting down and thinking about all the different venues i used to go to so one of my new year's resolutions as i've told you before is to go to not just a different venue but ideally a new venue at least once a month get get back out there mm-hmm. and see what's changed what's come out what's disappeared I don't know I really just I don't want to go back to the same I don't so much want to go back to the same venues I've always gone to but I do plan to go back to those so some locals like uh, the handsome daughter uh, toe in the hole in the exchange or in the village and there's a few others as well but um, this year is really just about a lot of firsts in terms of getting out there and seeing what's new around town and that kind of ties in too with going to see fighting and seeing new local bands going to these venues because they, they like seeing new bands may also lead us to seeing new venues yes that's true i was thinking about this last night or sorry on friday night you don't see a lot of house bands anymore no that's kind of faded out i think we, we I, I can't remember if we talked on that in the first episode or not but i think we talked about like there used to be like a really good cover band scene and yes it's kind of like 
Um, one of them, there's a big cover band that played at what used to be called Coyotes at the time. Used to be at the the old Chuck E. Cheese yeah. on uh, Pemina. Oh, yeah. We used to go to the Coyotes all the time. Those guys are really good. I don't. I like going there just to see them a lot of the time. But after they left, I'm pretty sure the place just kind of yeah fizzled out after that. Yeah, because I remember like like I used to go to Buffalo Bills a lot, Cowboys, and like and they had like good rock cover bands, and there used to be like a circuit. And I used to, I remember, used to remember a good good chunk of the names, and some of them escaped me, but like. I remember like like Star Six Nine was one of them old school jukebox heroes. Oh, jukebox heroes! Yeah, you know, yeah. There was a lot of great cover bands, and there was a good circle in front of that. But you're right; I think it's kind of diminished. But it's funny, like if you go like you know, like when I go to the lake or if I go camping somewhere, it'll actually still find some of them. Like, but like in royal bars, not really in in the city. No, that's true. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, I guess that's a little. That kind of suits the environment too. You kind of know everyone when you go to that one bar that has the same band playing, mm-hmm. and you get to know not only just they they have a bit of a rapport and they work together really well. I don't know, yeah. It's almost like a family in the end of it, and you just come back and just to visit those old friends every week or every yeah. other week. Actually, I just just thinking about going to the lake this summer and seeing what well, we're just talking about cover bands. When we were camping this summer, there was a cover band playing Canada Day when we were camped at Steve Rock. Yeah, that's true, too. So, yeah. And they're a lot of fun. And yeah. So, why well, don't we start off with, where do, let's, let's talk on this weekend, where we were and what we did. So, this is uh, our first weekend out, um, getting out of the snow, or getting out of our sweats and getting out into the streets and checking out a couple new shows that we haven't been to in a while. T- Friday night was a first for me at an old venue called Club St. B in St. Boniface. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting show. Um, good band. They sounded great. Good band. Oh, man. They were yeah, so good. Great guitar playing. Uh, they were kind of like a like a 70s revival folk band. Um, a bit of a country swing to it. Yeah. Like twang. I mean, there's only six people there, but I enjoyed the music. You know, I think it was just their friends and, and then us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple other people there. But um, the group name, and forgive me if I get the last name wrong, but it was Rory Verbruge and Friends at Club St. B. Um, uh, definitely check out their Facebook page. Um, great. Just great songwriting. Just um, like I said, good good vocals, good band. Good guitar player was unreal on that telly. Yeah, who was the singer? Was that the person you knew, or uh, you I think a... my girlfriend knew him? Oh, because okay. she found she found the venue and said, "We gotta go check out these guys." You always win me over with the guitar and harmonica uh, yes. combo. Yes, every and time. Anybody who can do that, like Neil Young, like my idol. So like anytime like, I see anybody who can do that, I'm like, okay. It's that you can sing, play guitar, and play harmonica at the same time. Yeah. I can barely say those three things together at the same time <laughs> yeah. without tripping up. So yeah. that's going to tell you yeah. something in terms of like just that skill and focus. Yeah. And I've, I'm still trying to get comfortable with how how well do you play how well do you play guitar and sing? Because I suck at it. It's yeah, I'm not very good. If it's simple chords, yeah, I can sing along. But as soon as it comes down to like fingering and picking and moving my hands, I I can't do both. Some so people just anybody can do it. And if you've been doing it for so long, it almost seems like a second nature thing where people just pick up the guitar and they can just go. They have yeah. a flow for it. So there is this, there's something missing. That's the way I see it. When I pick up a guitar and just go, okay, I can play these. I, they have two heads and you just can't see the second head. The second head is the one that's controlling your singing. 
like let's say like anybody who plays like a singer of a metal band let's say james hatfield Dave, or whether or not you're hammering out power chords or just playing your own thing on mm -hmm. so pat where it's got to be kind of second nature to you where it's just it's not flub up. Mm -hmm. When I do it, I basically drop the guitar and then run. There's yeah, no like, recovery for me. The Club St. B, I actually do like it. I like it's an older place and hit with like deep fryer beer and like sweat smell. And it's that venue has seen basically everything um, in its time. Through no real plans on where he's going. It's like, hey, I just gotta play a quick song so I can get back on the road and make a couple... Total, um, total random fact. They used to do a competition for a festival there. I don't know if they still do it or not, but that's where they used to... Oh, it'd just be like different things like, like, like sawing logs and different strength competitions during festival. Oh, right. But, yeah, that's oh, what they yeah. used to do it there, so... But, um, yeah, overall, a good band and um, had a couple of beers. And I think we called it a night. It reminds me of going to Monty's, to oh, yeah. um, the Limelight, and there, oh, every dive bar just has that, like, just that feel, that smell, that... Uh, yeah, that, like that, I think as, when you start a band and you want to start getting out there, I think that's the kind of place you need to start you oh, need yeah. to get in there and just even if like, you have to play to six people who aren't even paying attention to you like that was like the perfect scenario like you need to start here and then you start building it from there but like if I were to start a band that's always my image like okay the first place I'm gonna play is a place like that six people in a bar <laughs> and like maybe two people paying attention to you no yeah because unless you're a natural showman too you yeah. gotta build up that that yeah. technique and that skill of, of putting on a show too right so Having a venue of just six of your friends, uh, you, it's just like playing yeah. at home in your basement, really. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Having that thing, and then having the the experience of the of that smell and then that yeah. history smell. and all that stuff, and they're getting used to that, and just I think that's a really cool experience to go through. And there's like the whole process of just getting prepared before the show, the yeah. mentality, getting there, setting up, working with the sound check guy who like who fucks off every ten minutes. Constantly. Um, Monitors up, please. I need Mike monitor up. Mike monitor up. More, a little more, more please. More. Yeah, almost. No, that's too high, too high. Back down. Back Excuse down. me, can I get some guitar in the, my left monitor, please? <laughs> um, do you remember Aussies just below the Osborne Hotel? Yes. Um, I played there with one, my, one of my old bands. I think it, I can't remember which one. I think it was a later project band that we did a quick album for and then broke up. And... It was a very fun experience. All, we had a handful of people come out, like you said, a few friends, and then uh, just random people from other bands showed up, but couldn't get the sound guy to work. We we probably flubbed a couple songs in the end where we just you know said, okay, I don't know where you're doing. I don't know where I am. So we'll improvise, worked it out. And in the end, all the minor frustrations just kind of melt away when it's done because it's like, oh man, I actually survived and... I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go again. Mm -hmm. I always left with a bit of a high because just be, like the anticipation leading up to it, it was almost dread. But the minute I got on stage, it just I had so much fun. I lived for show days in the mm -hmm. end, just because it was just the whole experience. The only thing I hated was taking the set down. Oh yeah, of course. No, like it's always just like oh, once you get there, now you gotta do. It. It's like camping too. Like you get everything set up, you're amped. You're like, I don't want to take down the tent. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Can I just live here now? Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what? I, like, I totally agree with you. Like, you live for, like, show days, and, like, you can't wait to just get up on stage and jam and have some fun, you know? And, um... That's kind of why I started thinking about um, having house bands again because mm-hmm. it almost seems like so much work to bring all your equipment every time you have a show in this place. So why don't they just have a standard drum kit where you just have to fill in a few pieces? Most of them will have the monitors, a few mics, but 90% of the equipment you need for a show, you have to bring yourself and yeah. then figure out if it's going to even work in that set. And if it doesn't, well, you either use it or it do- you don't. you got to make a choice there. Mm-hmm. Whenever we had one of my bigger bands, we had such a massive setup. It was ridiculous. So we ended up playing a show. Um, it's another bar along the Pemina Strip. It was actually a karaoke bar just behind the Tony Romans. I don't remember the old name of it now, and it slipped my mind. But it was um, a Vietnamese restaurant on the main floor, and they served on the top. But they oh, yeah. had live shows. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, yes. I know so the second floor, they'd have live shows. So we had five three or four different bands coming out. That was our EP show, I believe. So we're just giving out CDs for free. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the smart things we did is we rented a bunch of equipment. So we had the same drum kit with a minor, a few minor things. We shared a few amps and we had such a terrific setup, but it was still huge. We couldn't see me behind. I was in the drums. I was playing the drums at the time and you couldn't see me behind all the amps and everything else going on. We had a smoke machine too, which is probably one of my favorite parts. Smoke <laughs> machine, lasers, and a lot of heavy metal. It was, I don't know if anyone there knew what they're getting into when they walked into the door, but it was a great show. Nice. Just in terms... Well, it was, it was good for me. I don't know about the patrons of that venue. And like I said, it's not there anymore. So, you know, fill in the blanks and see how... It, <laughs> yeah. Actually, as you were just talking about, um, like, shows that you've played with uh, your bands in the past or past bands that you've been in, you made me think of a time of seeing you at Dylan O'Connor's. Oh, yeah. On Portage. But I also remember seeing a friend of ours and um, I got another good band. I can't remember the name of the band that opened up for him. But it was a good, good show. And it was also the Dylan O'Connor's on Pamina. Yeah, we've played at both venues, Yeah, actually. so both Dylan O'Connor's used to have shows, but they don't exist anymore. So that's a venue now gone. Yeah. Although, I really miss the one on Portage because that place, I feel, had the best layout. And they also had the karaoke on Monday night. So that was the yeah. show we did was just yeah. an open mic karaoke thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I was just to say that's kind of a product of the Winnipeg scene in itself. Is that that's exactly what I was going to tie into? Yeah, one night is a good night, and then every, like a different club yeah. venue every night. And a lot of these venues can't support just, just one, one night, night a week, right? Yeah, no so uh, you have to kind yeah. of figure out then that maybe that house band thing kind of going back yeah. into that that would kind of allow you to have that that continuation yeah. throughout the week. Because yeah, because now because of why we're doing this is to kind of. Uh, uh, create interest and um, in the Winnipeg local music scene that which we have kind of felt has kind of dwindled a bit if it feels like it's almost escaped and that might be my own alienation from it over the years where get like cutting my hair and getting a job and (laughs) ultimately becoming a semi-adult has reduced the amount of time I can spend going to bars in the evening. So when you want to go to a show, you have to pick the best one and make that your night. You can't, we don't really have the setup to hop between multiple venues to check out different shows, which is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work, especially this time of year. It's January in Winnipeg and it's what, minus 30 something outside right now. So, but like as we talk and we, I think I, I, get on this mind roll thing about all the venues where I used to see people 
don't have or they're not there anymore like don't do shows anymore like we just talked about Dylan O'Connor and Sergon don't exist we yeah. talked about the Royal Albert Last Trail that doesn't exist anymore the zoo you know a lot of, a lot of venues are gone and so who like and that's what you know we're talking on today is what's the venue to see like what's the best venue in, the, in Winnipeg now to see new local bands and where's the best place for local bands to go and play so I'll just be a little biased and just throw out my favorite right now, which is High and Lonesome. The times changed uh, on uh, just off Main Street, yeah. and I think it's St. Mary's. It's definitely Avenue. picked up some interest in the last little while for like uh, for shows. It's just got a solid list of bands that go through there, and it's not just the bands. They make their fifty percent of the um, experience when you go to High and Lonesome. You just the place is flooded with not only regulars but new people mm-hmm. um the walls are covered with every piece of history that you can think of yeah. from the music scene and from winnipeg's music scene and there might be a bar somewhere in the back if you're lucky you'll find it one day but <laughs> yeah. it's one of my favorite places just to check out and i think the acoustics of it really just sell it i don't know it's mm-hmm. not a big venue but everything just sounds so good there yeah old building i think it absorbs the sound there's no echo in there it's not metal you know it's just it's it's an old solid building solid wood you know it's just it just houses the sound better than like a brand new place would so it's going through renovations right now at least the uh the building that exactly. high lonesome is in yeah so when i last checked or read about this the people that bought the building said that they're working with the owner of High and Lonesome and they're not changing it that much. They're going to have to do some structural renovations to support in the long run, but they said they're just going to leave it alone. They're going to respect the character and the history of it. So that was one of the more encouraging things I've seen come out of Mm -hmm. um, our music scene in a while, just to support it and recognize that it is here and people do still love it and respect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think my my favorite of the last little while, I think it's been La Garage. Like we were there, we were there last night. You know, I love the I love the feel in there too. You walk in, you know, it's kind of it's kind of lounge meets bar, like bar venue. It's so it's weird. It's got this yeah. weird mix to it where it's yeah. not quite a restaurant, not quite a lot a venue show, but it's it's like a perfect tie in together. It's welcoming. It's warm, and yeah. when you're in there, you're like. This is it's I don't know it's really nice. And it sounds I think it sounds good in there. The well, sound especially oh, yeah. acoustic. Yeah, and that yeah. goes back to finding that model of how do you sustain yourself without having music every night, right? Yeah. So that you got kind of got that like deli desk type thing up in the front mm-hmm. of that place, right? So that you can sell that they're open for lunch and they've got all that type of stuff, and then they do that. Yeah. The shows on the so evening. Like, it's, right? it's a restaurant venue. Yeah. You know, for lunch, dinners, whatever, and then nighttime music. Yeah, I think it would be awesome what they did there is. Um, if they could find a way to change their setup on show nights, because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tables and seating in there and stuff like that, but there could have been a little bit more room if they had a way to like kind of yeah. tuck away some of the tables and just put a little bit more Which, chairs. And, and they like did that. like right when I think the second band came on, but they all they really did was took two tables off the floor, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And that's really all they, they did. In some cases, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think that whole front area in front of the stage, I think using the tables out, but as we noticed, like. It got busy right when we got there, just before the bands went on, and every table was filled, plus everybody standing around too. I felt a little bad for the servers because, like, especially when it comes to the layout, mm-hmm. if they had something to kind of help them, give them a little lane to get between one side of the restaurant and to the bar, oh, they yeah. probably would have saved a lot all of all the way around it and all yeah. the way back. Yeah, 
Every other minute, I was getting bumped by either a server or someone else trying to get out of the way of the server. Cut a path through that uh, little wall that they had on mm-hmm. the bathroom in the wall. middle, so that <laughs> a little shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, what did you guys think of the band's last night? Band's last night, at least for me, um, I didn't know. I haven't heard any of these bands before. So the first yeah, one that went up was two two guys playing acoustic. Uh, what were they called? I got it right here. It was. Jackson Martin. Jackson Martin, so... And I love them. Like, they were they two were really guys good. on acoustics. I think we wanted them to play bass at one point. But just doing uh, their renditions of certain songs, like covers, but done their way, like... Uh, All-Star. All-Star <laughs> by Smash Mouth. Uh, no, Diggity. So let me so just shaggy. say, when you can do acoustic transitions that fluidly, you've got a check mark in... In my books, yeah, same, like, same. Like one of the best bands I've ever seen do that is the Truce. The Truce will take a song, they'll they'll keep the, their same note structure, and then they'll fade it into something, and then they'll come back to their song. And those guys did once last night. They took a song, they didn't change the note pattern. They just kept playing the first song, and then they faded into a second one. Both songs were covers, but they just the note patterns were the same. And I forget what the two songs were, but it was just like, wow. I love when people do that. It's so cool that they, you, you just change the song without even stopping the music. It's kind of it, this kind of goes back to one of the first times um, I think it was around the first year I'd met you. We're at a party and I was talking to you and Kevin Hogg, mm-hmm. and I was asking you just on um, just playing music because I just started playing bass and I was right. kind of learning how to get into it. And one of the things that you two had told me was that music repeats itself. Yes, and I remember that. Oh man, does that ever ring true? Yeah. Because um, that really just kind of broke me out of that. Okay, I'm playing notes in a pattern and in order to make music, it's no, that's not how this works. You're using these patterns to tell, tell a story and to... Um, express uh, your interpretation of a song so yeah. it's not really the notes you're playing but how you're playing them yeah again. like the, the timing the strumming the you know the like between if you're going a a to g to d and back again you know um but that's the thing when how, like when you see music repeats itself of course it's going to when you only have notes from a through g and then the minors in between right yeah so eventually your your notes scales and that can be it's not infinite it's not infinite you know and yes you can do different tunings but it's 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 how you know the up and down of the notes if you will yeah so um how you structure how you uh link the chords and the Mm -hmm. and the scales together i remember my little guitarist would he tried to explain this to me a few times and he's like, well, you just connect the patterns and it's like this. And then he just shred up the line. I'm like, okay, that did not help whatsoever, but let's, you know, back up and try again. And actually a family guy knocked it on the head one time. Did you ever see music and lyrics by Stewie Griffin? No. So he's sitting there and he's trying, he's trying to write a song and he goes through all the, the major chords on a QC guy. He starts with this G code here. You got your G code here. It's like, it's like your comfort place, like like for a guitar player, like the oh, G chords yes. always. Then he goes to a C, then he goes to a D, then he goes to an A minor. <laughs> Things get a little more complicated now. Then he goes to the A or E minor. You know that's totally like it's 
It, it, it's the hair, like the hammer on the nail. Those are some of the tricks that I've had music instructors even bring, uh, show me just yeah. to explain how the sounds and how these notes are supposed to really work and make you feel, or when you hear them too, the happy minor, twangy versus mm-hmm. the calm, uh, almost dark, I'm using air quotes here, um, <laughs> renditions of a minor chord. They just they bring out a certain... Um, mood or feeling out of you when you hear them and it changes how you hear the words Mm -hmm. and if you don't get those right as a right as a songwriter you can really confuse your audience too which i thought was really cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i thought like yeah those two guys they just kept it simple and they sounded great you know just uh doing the covers that they did and then um the next band came out a little, little bit bigger yeah, they were uh, six-piece or something like yeah. that, including the saxophone player. Yeah. yeah, It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, they Suitcase were... shoes. I think, that, I think, I think you are right. Yeah. They were they were really good as well. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. them. They yeah, had, very like, different. Great sound. Yeah. Yeah. They were, I think uh, it was... Very, they remind, like, he, even though he did a cover of Sam Roberts, he kind of reminded me of the Sam Roberts sound. I'd say they are a good representation of some of the more... Ro- modern rock bands I've seen in recent years. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is a good thing because it tells me that it just shows that the talent has not left. We're yeah. not getting... I I really get frustrated when I hear people say, oh, the music scene sucks and our, like, our best musicians were like 10, 20 years ago. No, no, that's not true at all. You don't know what you're talking about. No. The, like, the talent is has not left. And if nothing else, it's probably getting stronger every generation that passes through because mm-hmm. we're still learning and we're still creating and improvising and innovating upon what our peers and our idols have did in the past. Mm-hmm. What I don't have patience for anymore is the people that just want to mimic what your idols did 30 years ago and never deviate from that, mm-hmm. never change or build upon that or make something of your own. It's like, no, I'm going to wear the old, uh, I'm going to have the hair metal, I'm going to have the leather jacket, and I'm going to power chord my way through these three notes until the song's done because that's what my idols did, and that's how you become a rock star. Yeah. Doesn't work like that anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> if it did, we'd all be famous by now. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of the, the newer local bands, especially that are really good, are really kind of more of a, the folk scene. There's a lot of folk it's coming out soon. And I'm, I'm starting to see a lot more talent and not just like your usual guitar, bass, and drums. You're seeing a lot more people playing different instruments too. I'm seeing a lot more brass come out, which is something brass, I never yeah. thought I'd see at these shows when I was 17, yeah. 18, brass 19. Brass and more string. When I say more string, like you're seeing like more mandolin, banjo, fiddle. Oh yeah, that's true yeah. too. So I like in the incorporation of like what you said, like the brass and different variations of strings to kind of bring the folk element into it. A lot more keyboard these days too, I find. Yeah, that's too. I'm fully a supporter. Yeah. Um, so I think some a lot of the bands I see these days, it's usually one guitarist, maybe a bass, oh, upright bass too, which I'm really digging that, seeing that come back. I haven't seen anybody playing upright bass yet. Uh, I think it was last year I saw this band at the Goodwill in Portage. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a three, no, it was a four piece, lead guitarist, and this is one of those guys that could sing, rock out, and solo all at once. The guy was just unstoppable. Couldn't get a demo CD out of him for some reason, but um, it was just a solid band. And mm-hmm. the bass player, upright, he had an upright bass that 
he would stand on while playing, start smashing on it oh, while he's still standing on it, get off, pick it up, and just keep going. It was interesting. It was yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. It was interesting. It was actually a lot of fun. Nice. Um, I couldn't get their name though. I couldn't get anything out of them. The all the guitarists disappeared. I stopped the singer and said, "Hey, can I get some shreds?" He's like, "Oh, well, it's kind of in our band right now. Can I like go get it later?" I'm like, "No, I'm leaving now. Bye." <laughs> so then there was a third act last night at La Garage. Luke Jacob. Luke Jacob. Tell me about Luke Jacob last night. Luke Jacob uh, and his band. I'm pretty sure I've played together uh, years ago. I don't know the full history of this band, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But this is the re- he was the reason we came out to LaGrange or knew about this show um, because he's a good friend of mine and we really wanted to support him and coming out so, by coming out. So a bunch of us, all of us came and uh, watched Luke Jacob play live with this um, rock band and kind of just blew us away. You've yeah. heard him play acoustically before and if you've heard his style of playing it's usually um some mellow acoustic and with his um deep his his deep baritone voice Mm -hmm. to boot with it but playing live um with this rock band backing him was the craziest experience just to see him live um my partner Katrina summed it up by saying he's probably the coolest one out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Just seeing him give her on the show with three other super talented musicians uh, was just a highlight for that night for nice. me. Anyways, they had it was half covers, half originals, and all of them were just completely amazing. Mm-hmm. They did. And they had sort of about two or three encores as well because they had just a couple more minutes to spare. Nice, and they just kind of hammered it out, and just people were just like, "This is good. Just keep going. Just keep going." I, there's this, there's this kind of fear you have when you want to play when you know you're done your set and you're not really sure if you're gonna have that encore, or have, even have the time because the mm-hmm. bars just got to close and the band and the audience is just kind of done. You just, you shut it down there and you have maybe a couple in your back pocket, mm-hmm. and then you have you might have like a couple, couple extra in your back pocket. I swear to God, these guys had, uh, just several pockets on each of them for right. full of cover songs ready to go that they had little time to rehearse, but nailed it in the end. Nice. So as a band, should you have a couple of songs, let's say two or three in your back pocket for just for that reason, just in case. If yes. you're the last band of the night. If you're the last band of the night, always have a couple extra songs in your back pocket. If the if the audience is feeling it and having a good time, don't rob them of that. Give yeah. them a couple extra. But my cadence, my warning with that is make sure you've rehearsed it. Yeah. Um, remember our first show, my very first live band experience was at Dylan O'Connor's like we had talked about earlier. Actually, I, I was going to say, wasn't it Crazy Train? It was, was something Aussie. Uh, Crazy Train was one. It was in, mixed into a regular set. There was something okay. else. I think we had. Yeah, tri- you guys decided to do something at the end of the night, and it just it didn't kind of. It started it, it, out good. Yeah, and it kind of flubbed out and at then the end. Somebody forgot their part. <laughs> I don't think it was drums. I don't think it was vocals. I think it was somebody else somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember that now. It was still. A lot, it was a lot of fun in the end because it was just one of those. Let's just get out there and 
try it out and see I, what happens. I think it was some guy in the crowd just kept shouting, one more. It might have been us. <laughs> <laughs> one more. I, or it was the drunken old Thanks hobo. Thanks for that. I think it was a drunken old hobo in the corner. Like, play, play this. It was kind of like that whole Freebird free yeah. thing. But, oh. uh, I think it was like a guy kept saying Ozzy. <laughs> and that's like, oh yeah, we could do Ozzy. Yeah. No, we really couldn't. We weren't ready for that one. But you know, it's a lesson learned. If we're gonna, if you're gonna bring something out for an encore, at least have it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but yeah. you have do to do it justice. Do it justice. Yeah. If you can't do it justice, cut the show off there and say, you know what? Sorry. Good night. Yeah. Come back next time. Beauty. Yeah. It was a great oh, that last night. It was a great show. Um, we're going to try and get Luke Jacob on for an interview. Yes, we definitely need and to get him on. Get him on and talk about uh, some upcoming stuff that they're doing. Yeah. He's also got the side project, and I don't know the full backstory on it, but they're, he's doing, he's playing bass with a band called um, Men and Sea, sorry, The Boy and the Seas, who are doing a song for the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, nice. I believe they're debuting and it. We, you know what? I think we talked on our first podcast about how our local sports teams, I, I wish, would do more incorporation of our local music. It's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, royalties are a bitch, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's just, it's a missed opportunity yeah, for everyone involved. Just you know, they play when they hit the ice or just play during intermission. It doesn't have to be a goal song. It doesn't have to be played, you know, for something specific. Just have it played. You know, like there's some, there is some opportunity depending on what they do at the true North square, mm-hmm. uh, when it's not a nice rink in the summertime. So yeah. there could be some opportunity to see some good bands come out, especially ones that have written songs yeah. for them. Cause in they the have past like a, years. an open promenade that they're supposed to have at this new true North, uh, uh center kitty corner to the arena. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've even seen, I think it's like in Nashville. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in Boston. They actually have bands that play intermissions during hockey game. Like they actually have a spot for doing that. Oh yeah. I think yeah, MTS too small. I mean, if you really want to block off an area in the, in the Bud King lounge area, you probably could. Yeah. I would like to see something more done during sporting events. Oh, I'm sure they can cram a band in with the uh, organ player up in the, uh, in the rafters. Yeah. Like I said, like too, they've also now put up a stage at the occasional bomber game in the pregame area. Okay. Yeah. They pop it up at gate two there. So yeah. You know, you can incorporate local bands, whether it's cover band or an actual artist. I think the boy in the sea, they're doing a music video, which will be played at the MTS. So that may be their way of working around it where you can't get the band in physically to do something, then show it on the big jumbotron, which is just as amazing in my opinion. Yeah. And the one thing I'll give, uh, credit where credit is due is I'll give credit to the gold eyes because they always have a live band playing by the, um, up against the brick wall to the tracks there. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, they always have a live band out there. I mean, they don't play for very long, but I still think that's cool that every, pretty much every game, they um, they have, either it's a cover band or an artist just playing. And I've seen some really good ones there, too. And I think the Bombers, every once in a while, will have a live yeah. band. Like I said, play. yeah, they have that pop-up stage at the yeah. pre-game thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking at halftime, too, but yeah, the pop-up, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, before a game. Goodwill. Yeah, as we... As we it just made me think because we were talking about venues, so let's talk about Goodwill. That is my favorite venue of 2016-2017. I didn't go that much last year, but great beer on tap, uh, music sounds great, and the bands they, the bands they pull in are always just top-notch. And I actually like the crowd. It's not 
Uh, it's a, I find it's a bit of a mix of old meets young there. So you're not, I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere. It's a very different mood. It's a very welcoming mood. So there's a mix of everyone. People are dancing or hanging out in the back. If you're tired of the music, you go to the restaurant, uh, play some pinball where you're waiting for some food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's closer. I find it's got more of a U of U of uh, Winnipeg, U of, U of uh, UW vibe to it. Okay. So um, it is one of my favorite venues Good right now. Too. Great sound. Uh, great bands, lots of space to dance if you want to dance. Nice. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't because it yeah. is a great place. Okay, go. so we've seen some good venues so far. You know, we know about that one. You know, we've been to Lagrange a few times now. Yes, um, which I definitely will be checking out again in the near future. We'll keep an eye on the on Lagrange for yes. some extra shows. Oh yeah, definitely always keep an eye on their Facebook page and like you know, and especially through local artists if anybody's playing there. Um, what's a go to place? Where where do we want to go next? Where should we go next? I would like to check out something at Times Changed, but. I'm going to wait till really, I don't know, I'm going to see what's actually playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any new venues I want to check out yet. Yeah. I'm still looking for some good names. You gave me one yesterday, or was it a friend actually, that told me one place to really go, Fourth Cafe. Yes, Fourth Cafe uh, in the exchange. Yes. That was not me who gave you that, but yes, I have been there. I'm not a coffee guy. Everyone thinks I'm crazy because I'm not a coffee guy, but I have met lots of friends there, and they actually have a very little, small rooftop bar. Uh, like oh, I've heard of that too. Yeah. I've been there a lot. You know, they don't don't serve a whole lot of variety, but it's kind of cool to kind of like go right down in like the heart of the exchange, go up on a small little rooftop and nice carved out wood benches, and just have a couple of drinks. You know, like me and some buddies, we actually went there before we went and saw the Truths, uh, who were playing at the Forks for the the county games. So we we stopped there pregame. Have a few beers there and sat on the rooftop. Gorgeous day out, and you're all you're surrounded by all all downtown. Then we're five minute walk from the forks. Oh, that's was, gorgeous. Yeah, I think Winnipeg needs more of those like rooftop places. Like what do we have? We have Tavern, that one, and there's one more. Uh, I don't know. But what I would like to have incorporated with that is it is a venue that is rooftop with live music. Yes. How is that not a thing here? I don't know. I know we have a short summer, but we still have a That's, summer. That is not an And excuse. our summers are Gorgeous. one of the best in the country, absolutely. Yeah. We just yeah. counter it with our yeah. bitterly I, cold winters. I know that the WAG will do live shows on the roof. They'll have DJs up there sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And they, like, let's say, for example, the two two guys playing acoustic out of the garage last night. When you have two guys that just would plop down on a stool and play acoustic music like that, mm-hmm. you don't need much space. No. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not asking for a six-piece band. I would just love to sit on the rooftop with a couple guys playing acoustic. Maybe throw a little bongo set in there. And and it's not, you don't need space for people to dance because, in a lot of cases, because people are there to chill out, eat food, have a drink, and relax, mm-hmm. and then have some background music going on. Yeah. There's not going to be a mosh pit every time you see a, uh, a band go up with a guitarist and a bass player, too. Exactly. So. Where, where would you like to see a rooftop patio if you were to pick a place? Well, you know, I know the exchange is is, is the like a nice place to, to go these days. Like everyone wants to be part of the exchange, right? Yeah, and there's some character there. You know, the old, new, a lot of old buildings in downtown Winnipeg, and it's such a unique area. And that would be one area I would say because okay, one, you're downtown, you're centralized. Two, you're close to so many things around the Forks, 
all the other different venues, like restaurants, bars around. So I think it's going to be the most ideal place because once you get away from downtown, there's not much else to put anything onto a rooftop. Yeah, that's too, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I think there is a bit of a resurgence on the rooftop patio. I don't know, maybe the city's loosened its uh, laws about that recently because I know mm-hmm. Stella's got a bit, uh, rooftop patio on the one on, Pemina. again, Portage. Or yeah, Pemina. Yeah. Um, so they could totally yeah. put up a live show up there. What's that pizza place that's on... Uh... On Main Street, right by Marion. Santa Lucia. Santa Lucia. Yeah, right. they've they got a nice little yeah. rooftop thing there. It's a they could do something. Rooftop. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they have do, guys that, that show up and play their lounge. They mm. must. Yeah, I actually used to go see. I forget his name now. This uh, one guy with the acoustic and have a bass player show up and play him. He usually play different things. He play like Earls on St. Mary's. Um, round what what used to be the Round Table is now the Brazen Hall on Pamida. And you know, perfect setup, right? One guy on either two guys acoustic bass like we were just talking about and just you don't take up much space. Yeah. But it adds that element. Mm-hmm. Live music. Sets a nice little vibe to the room. Exactly. While you're eating your nachos or your uh, ninety nine cent wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I definitely want to check out some more venues as we've been talking about. You know, I'm definitely going to hit up some some friends, especially people in the music scene and where to go. Like you, you just got recommended uh, the fourth. Um, I still haven't seen one at. Um, we were just talking about it. Lagrange. No, no Goodwill. Goodwill. The Goodwill. Goodwill. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you know. I totally missed that one. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, definitely want to see one at Goodwill. I'm actually really looking forward to uh, festival this year. Yes, we yeah. got those events and stuff like that. So and one of my favorite bands on, yeah. plays festival. Uh, local bands is the Dust Rhinos. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. We went last year. Uh, we saw Kevin Hogg's. No, it wasn't Kevin Hogg's band. It was um, Soulhounds. Okay. Which similar to their his old band in terms of sound. Okay. Uh, that kind of 70s 70s revival 70s revival rock yeah Yeah. beautiful sound and you're in a tent have some cheap beers or some more pricey beers Mm -hmm. so beer selection is amazing music sound top notch I would definitely recommend checking out a few night night shows at festivals yeah yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that I think we have to get some beaver tails while we're there oh yeah oh yeah Uh, was it in Moose Blood yes the Moose Blood the Moose Blood yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're definitely going to check that out. And yeah, like I said, anybody to all our our listeners that are our new set of listeners that we'll be building up, you know, always post on our social media and uh, always reach out to us. Say, hey, you guys got to check out either this band or this venue if we haven't seen it yet. And uh, um, yeah, I'm basically always looking for new venues to check out. So I'm uh, if any of you either in this room or out on the air on the interwebs has an idea has a show that they want to promote at a venue that's in their neck of the woods send send it to us and we'll definitely uh, get a body out there definitely mm-hmm. want to learn I more def- I'm definitely going to one in February an interesting one is uh, I just saw it on, on uh, end of December some good friends of mine they just started a band they're called White Wall they're, they live on Winnipeg Beach White Wall is just below Winnipeg Beach but they play a little venue called Shenanigans there which is just like a uh, just like a little restaurant bar oh yeah I've yeah. heard of it and so just a tiny little place and it, but we just had a good time jamming in there so 
That's yeah, we're awesome. part of that. So it's you know it's a little bit of a jaunt to go. I mean, it's not that far to go to Olympic Beach, but you know it's nice to get out of the city, go check out something else. That's actually another thing I want to see is a few more outdoor shows. Like you know, like do something outdoor in the lake, like like a place like a Gimli or Grand Beach or. Festivals. I, I'll do a plug for not just your big folk fest festivals, but all the little ones too. Um, we have so many of them in Manitoba. So if you need a weekend just to go out and do do some light camping, mm-hmm. bring some friends, bring some beers, and check out just some beautiful shows on a nice weekend in a field somewhere. Yeah, uh, we do Rainbow Trout Festival every year for the past five six and years. Where is that, again? that is just south of Saint Malo. Mm, right. uh, about 20 minutes it's on private property so mm. they it's not an open campground every year but it's they basically do it on someone's farm property the sound the bands they pull out are just phenomenal and nice. then they have a night show after two after around 2 a.m mm-hmm. so you'll hear everything from bluegrass to hip-hop and everything in between, some rock in it's there, like a, like a mini folk fest in South Saint Malo. It's like a mini folk fest, but it's a lot more diverse. And I think a lot of the music is sourced locally too, so they're not pulling people from Ontario or the states. It's just people from around here. Nice, and it's just a lot of fun. Beautiful, beautiful festival. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I definitely that is kind of my favorite place to go for shows. Do you remember Summer Seance from Rob? I missed that. I, I wish that was something that would have caught on. That was so, uh... so that was an old... Um, I think it only lasted a couple of years. So this is an old heavy metal festival, which was run by Dan Legrand from the heavy metal band Explicit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, they... He hosted the whole thing on his property. They had the stage. This is when Freak 107 was still around because right. they are a major sponsor. Yeah, I remember support that. Of it. Um, so we go out. You called me after we spent a week camping, Rob, and you said, hey, they're playing on this band. They're playing this uh, festival tonight. It's starting. Do you want to go? I said, well, I've been home for about 12 hours, but yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> And we are, they, are the tents dry yet? The dry, the tents weren't dry. Oh, they'll, they will dry out. <laughs> it was, I think the entire place ended up being a giant mud fest in the end of it because he was building his house at the time. So that was, mm. um, yeah. And there was a lot of a lot of rain the the days leading up to it. So yes. there, that mosh pit there it was uh, a lot of a lot of muddy people at the end of that. <laughs> so it was a, it was definitely a good show though. Amazing. Yeah, a lot of outdoor shows have just disappeared too. I remember they two or three years in a row they did X Fest and Brandon. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't very many local bands. There's a lot of bigger names like Canadian bands, American bands, like like recording artists, and then that just disappeared too. I think that some of those venues or those shows try to be they need to be at a sweet size to sustain itself and still pull in acts. It's such a weird mm-hmm. balance, and it's hard to really find because you need it's so much work to put yeah. something like that like that together. You need volunteers, you need sponsors, you need yeah. manpower just to get people on the site and Very the true. promotion to sell the tickets, just to get people out there and get the bands out there mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. they used to do it at Grand Beach. There's um, where they do uh, mud run. Oh yeah, that used heard to, of there's, that. Like, there's like a there's there's a sand bowl there, and like back when I was in high school. I think this is 03, they did a thing called Summerfest, and like they just picked up a whole bunch of punk bands off the Warped Tour. 
Oh wow. Yeah, but it was awesome. That'd be crazy. Yeah, and there was a, and then like they did it next year, but like the next year was classic rock bands like Kansas played. Okay. But like in 03 it was just like I think some forty one was the headliner, Trouble Charger, Dropkick Murphys, and some other Canadian punk bands, or pop punk bands if you will. Um, and it was awesome, just like a full day event. It was open for camping. Um, and that was the one day, and actually the night before I think it was Biff Naked and, and Matthew Good. No, it so there was a lot. It was it was mainly Canadian oriented, but you know they still had a few bands out of the states. Like one of my favorite bands, the Dropkick Murphys, played that. But it was just like just a big sand bowl, so you, you just be wherever you want to be, right? You know, like you sit up on the berm, or you'd be right down the pit. You know, it was perfect, gorgeous day outside. I'm like, come on, we got the summers for this. We need more outdoor shows, and like the biggest outdoor show that is here consistently because they got the sponsorships they have the power or the manpower is um, Dolphins Country Fest oh yeah yeah. so you go to Rob you go to that every year I do yeah and it's uh, pretty consistent every year yeah. right? you get, get different headliners and yeah. stuff like that but the, the overall experience of it and then, uh, I think there's another one uh, near Minnedosa or something but there, there was something last year there was some kind of a rock festival in Minnedosa and Minnedosa used to have classic rock weekend mm-hmm. and then it, the name has changed it's kind of disappeared for a while but yes there's something is building back up there again yeah I think that's yeah it's right around the same time either a few weeks after or before yeah. or something like that so that'd be a yeah. really cool venue to check out as well maybe sometime this year and then uh, I don't know maybe down the road we'll have our own uh, straight to amp festival oh I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big goals, big goals. Very long weekend, Rob's backyard. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. We could pull it off. Absolutely. You know what? Yeah, you, all you need to do is, I mean, you know, you get the like a group of local artists, bands, and you just need to find the right venue, and you just we need, you need to find ways to pull, like you said, you got to find the manpower, the sponsorship, get it uh, word of mouth out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to build that need and mm-hmm. like, just the timing is so critical because yeah. everyone summers are really hard to really get it because you everyone wants your time in the summer yeah. especially the and, cabin goers yeah. campers so it's like when do you get people out there that will really just that's why you gotta get it out there ahead of time so that people are like okay that's I, I can't go camping that weekend I can't go to the lake that weekend I can't go traveling that weekend because straight to amp music festivals on yeah yeah we had to buy our tickets two years in advance to get to this <laughs> just saying or you got to do it at a place where people want to go like 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 that the place that's on near grand beach you know or like, play yeah somewhere where people will be yeah um that reminded me Rob. we used to well, remember that one time we ended up jamming in your backyard you put out some plywood on the grass there and set yeah it up. yeah yeah, I'm pretty sure none of your neighbors are the same. They like rotated every year after that. <laughs> yeah, I that is that is a fact. Yes, I've had new neighbors on either side pretty much yearly. Um, whether my birthday barbecue is is a contributing factor, I, that, I don't know. That is definitely. I invite them every year. They don't say. show up, so I, I can't they know comment on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite, kind of funny you say that putting down plywood because it makes me think of have you guys seen the It's So Easy documentary on Netflix by Duff McKagan uh, it's, no. really, it's kind of a documentary it's kind of like it's more of a storytelling he kind of reads parts of the book with graphic illustrations and pictures of you know his time in GNR and up till now but he talks about when they were a young kid they stole these milk crates and they took plywood and screwed it into the milk crates and they, they, and they would put their band like this is like when they were teenagers and they would get on on this and it's just like they felt so powerful like, <laughs> they just created their own stage like they're awesome 
But all they really did was took 24 mill crates and, a, and some plywood and just screwed it down. But they felt so... But, like, this is mine. This is mine. This is our stage. We have a stage now. <laughs> you gotta have some pride for that, though. Yeah. When you, like, when you put that together... Yeah. Um, my One of my old bands, we practiced in this old warehouse in the exchange, and when we got... When we moved into the place, this is almost an abandoned building. They're just starting to renovate it. They didn't have a spot for us. We're supposed to be on, like, the second or third floor mm-hmm. in a nice sealed-off room. Mm-hmm. Didn't get that ready by the time we moved in, so they gave us the entire basement nice. at this old dirty, dusty warehouse um, that floods every spring. So, because we're leaving all all of our equipment there, uh, we found a bunch of crates that we just pulled off the back. This place had every little thing that you could imagine. It was, I don't know, there's just random junk there. So, we found some crates, found some sheet boards that we could lie on top of it, and then I had a drum riser to keep all of my stuff and some of our extra gear off the uh, ground. So when the spring waters came into the back behind me, I was at least a little safer for that one. Nice. And the drum kit didn't rot on its own. <laughs> but let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw a show at Shannon's? Oh. Uh, it's been a while for It's me been too. a while, yeah. But I definitely need to get back there for a show. I'm always down to go back to Shannon's. Yeah. Um, and Kingshead, but Kingshead is really... Cute. I've been to Kingshead more recently than I have been to a show at Shannon's. Because yeah. anytime I go to Kingshead, I'm usually there for yeah. a show. And I, I'm like, there Kingshead more Kingshead was always my go-to place. Like, that was my... Not not so much for live music, but, like, my go-to bar was always the Kingshead. Fair. Like, I'm, I'm a pub guy. Like, I, I don't like, like clubs, but I, I am a bar. Like, I'm a pub. Like, an Irish or English pub. Like, I'm, that's where I'm comfortable and you know, like always, love seeing bands like the Dust Rhinos play there. But it finds it's like it's become the go-to place now for a lot of that stuff, um, and and that's good for them. Like they're really busy now. Yeah, they set themselves up nicely since they mm-hmm. expanded it. They opened up the dance floor for a lot of their yeah. for a lot of those shows, so they basically can run it almost every week now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about how how moving the stage upstairs gave them more room i found that where the stage was at the front side of the building there was more room because now it's now you've got the stage beside the bar versus it was a stage and then room and then the bar i'm trying to remember a time when the i don't know if i was there when the bar was on the main floor so no sorry on on the top floor okay so on the top floor the stage used to be at the front of the building yes and then the bar was against the old wall now the bar is on the opposite wall and the stage is kind of beside the bar I was very choked when they got rid of that old bar because yeah. that old and that character. Oh man! Yeah. So it was like the bar on the main floor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, but I, like I don't know what it is about there. It, again, it's part of that whole old Winnipeg, nineteen twenties built, whatever era built. You know, it just has that amazing sound. Sound does not bounce in there. It just it, it just absorbs into the wall yeah. into the walls. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend last night about uh, the. Oh, this actually reminds me. Uh, venue on Portage, or no, on Ellis, uh, Old Church, oh, uh, West, West Cultural. End Cultural Center. Yeah. I struggled with this on the, on the last episode. I'm going to get this right. It just seems to slip my mind every time. But the West End mm-hmm. has the same thing. Um, yes. He, my friend was talking about running those shows. Um, he used to play a couple shows there and the sound, the acoustics in that place were just phenomenal every time. So that was one of those places that it's just so old. It just works. Um, 
that's before and after they renovated in the early 2000s too so that's the venue also that i want to check out this mm-hmm. year because i haven't been at least in three or four years which yeah. is sad I, and you know what i looking on their facebook page they got a lot of a lot of shows coming up too and um i see this one this one uh, canadian she's kind of a folky country girl her name is lindy ortega i saw her open up for social distortion uh big in nashville but she's she's canadian so that's a, that's a good artist to see at uh, at the West End Cultural Center for sure. Um, yeah, they got a lot coming up there. I see Bright Righteous has played there. Good one at local Winnipeg band, a friend of ours, lead singer. Nice. Yeah. Ken awesome. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen them in a while. I saw yeah. them in at the Cube or, or last summer. I know uh, December fifteenth, they think they played the West End Cultural Center. Okay. I was supposed to. I want to go, but my my company Chris is probably gonna be in that night. Oh. <laughs> he also has his open mic um, at Jekyll and Hyde's right. that we have to check out That's too. That we need to check out. So if anybody's curious about that, uh, it's an open mic night, just a singer songwriter night, just a uh, kind of show, whatever I guess. We'll have to have him on one time and talk more about that and his and of course his band and the music scene. So yeah, and get a good vibe on. Yeah, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Because his first band was like over the revival. There was another band played before that. Yeah, and he's he's been through a few bands. You know, great singer. Um, oh yeah, and good energy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be a pleasure to have him on. Yeah. So Kevin, if you hear this and you haven't come on yet, uh, the pressure is on. By yeah. the way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I think that's about our time for today. Any upcoming shows you guys want to plug? that you want to anything coming up on your list that's okay if not if we I did have something time. but uh, slipped, slipped. I, ha- slipped. I had the schedule but I just lost it alright oh, well fair enough. we'll have that into one of our, our first blog posts on the on the site there then because we're going to have a, a schedule up there that we're going to be posting a lot of the stuff that we want to see and uh, we're going to be taking suggestions from you guys as well as to uh, what to go check out, and we're going to go put that up on our site as well. So, absolutely. So, thank you everyone for coming down. Thank you everyone in this room for uh, being part of today's podcast. Thank you everyone out on the interwebs for joining in. Follow us on Facebook and all the other social media sites, Twitter, Instagram. Find us on straighttoamp.com and hopefully this will be on your local RRS feeds or RSS feeds. RSS. RSS feeds. And we're musicians. We're, we're not technical people. No, we're not technical <laughs> people at all. All right. With that, we will sign out and see you next time. All right. Peace out.